Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. It's testimony time. Testimony time. Testimony time. Testimony time. You don't believe that testimonies bring blessings. Is that why you are not responding? Testimony time. Testimony time. It's time for us to be blessed by testimonies. Amen. We overcome the devil by the power of our testimonies. Amen. This morning, we have a testimony by Miss Oforiwa from the Fountain of Life Gospel Choir. Church, appreciate Miss Oforiwa. Good morning, church. Good morning. Please introduce yourself to us. Four short testimonies. Okay. And but b- before, hold on. Miss hold on. Oforiwa from, where are you calling from? From the The Fountain of Life. Yeah, I think you should encourage her. So you have four testimonies. And two, it's specified that mommy is a true woman of God. Wow. Church, I thought you would put your hands, or you didn't hear what she said. Miss Oforiwa said that she has four testimonies. Now, the first two is to testify and confirm that E.S. Joy Felipe Bruce is a true woman of God. Oh, I thought you'd be excited and you'd put your hands together. And the other two is to testify that there is a God. And the other two is to testify that there is indeed a God. Church, I don't know why you are not showing any excitement. You are not tapping. touches you. 
some of when you are frying something, you put it inside and you are jumping all over. But this one, it could have just, it, it turned. And if she had not let, she said it happened within a second. Why don't you glorify God for divine escape? Oh, as you put your hands together, you are also escaping freak accidents and any form of domestic accidents in Jesus' name. And another one, I came for center service. We were writing exams. And I told God that, God, please, there is this particular cause that I can't see it all. How many of you have such particular? <laughs> I don't want to, I can't see it all. So I gave a seat, like when I came for center service, I gave seat for my exams. Then after the exams, I came for another center service and I sealed the whole exams with another seat. Wow, and I'll be there. Surprisingly, like when the results came, I was like, what? One, one, one friend of mine wanted me to um, apply for graduate school, like master's. So because of that particular, I, I, I just didn't feel like applying because I feel like what if I come and have children, unless I have to wait. So it just gave me the vim and the vigor to go and apply that. Like, wow, 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 God wow, wow, wow. So with the other two. Calm down. So the second testimony shows you the reason why you should believe in offerings and tithes. She, because of her, of her, her exam, she came to church, center service, and she gave a seed. Center, not a convention, not a prophetic invasion. Center service, and she gave a seed. Then when she went to write the exam, and she came back, she gave another seed at the center service. Some of you, even at the center services, you don't want to give offerings. You, you won't even attend to even now go and give offerings. Tell your neighbor, I'm repenting. Amen. 
Wow, are you happy to be in church? I am very, very excited to be in church. I don't know about you, but I'm so happy to be in church today. Hallelujah. And by the time you leave, your life will be changed. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 2, it says that, and the Spirit what entered into me when he spake unto me. Today, the Spirit is about to enter into you as an anointed servant of the Lord is about to speak to us. We are about to receive a certain power that will help us to overcome, that will help us to become victorious, hallelujah, in our lives. Last week, I believe our pastor started teaching us about disloyalty, loyalty and disloyalty. And our lives are changing, amen? And this morning, we are about to receive another ministration from our pastor. I want you to put your hands together. Let us welcome our pastor. He has joy. Put your hands together for him. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. For the Lord, for the Lord, you can do it better. I said put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. I want you to take hold of your Bible. This morning, miraculously, I left my Bible somewhere. I left my iPad, so I'm using my phone here. But if you know that you have porn on your phone, don't use it. Because these words that we are saying, then you go and say it and it falls in the wrong part of the phone. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Father, thank you for a new day in your presence. We ask that your word will reach us and touch us in our inner man. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. You know, today, last week, I taught you, I was taught, talking to you about the stages of disloyalty even though I didn't probably you know stress on it that way but what happens and you find yourself being a disloyal person a disloyal person is an unfaithful person are you here and I was going to move on to talk to you about some lessons on loyalty you see loyalty is a character trait that we don't have but that we can build are you, are you with me? We don't have it naturally. Our natural way is to tend towards this loyalty. Hey. It is very tenuous. Oh me, I'm a very faithful person. You have not been tested. Is that all? You've not been tested. Yeah, when a certain test comes, you see it. And how do we know? I believe last week I was telling you that a word that we don't have of in our language, you know that you don't have it. Mm. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we can't get it. It just means that it doesn't come naturally. Are you there? And I gave you the example of maintenance. Most of us, we don't maintain anything. Hey, our house paint. We don't paint the house unless somebody has died. Uh-huh. To maintain, you correct it when nothing is wrong. But we wait when something is wrong before we do. Are you seeing it? But we can learn it. But if you, if you don't accept that you don't have it, you'll be walking around saying that I have it. Then you realize at the wrong time that you don't have but when you say okay it's not there then let me learn it then you are cool is that okay 
and we see people being disloyal all the time. If you, if you even just read the comments that people pass, you know, I remember one time when our president was um, giving us, you know, the updates earlier on in the corona something. I made the mistake. Tell anybody the mistake. I made the mistake when he was speaking of reading the commentary. I was shocked. The comments that people write. I was like, really? Hey, are we out of our minds? You don't have to like the man, but for goodness sake, that's your president. Hey, are you there? You are very quiet all of a sudden. And you see, that's because of our tendency to, uh, to disloyalty. You can be sure that if the man was standing in front of them, they won't say. And one of the cardinal signs of unfaithfulness is when you speak behind the person's back. Yeah, that's one of the cardinal signs. If he was standing there, we're all for you. We are As soon as the person turns, hey, since that day, I've never again scrolled down to, no, 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 no. It's dangerous. I will not make that mistake. The things people will be saying, people who have not done anything in their lives yet, People have not even built a chicken coop in their life yet. Hey. But you see, that's because that's how we naturally are. What you do when nobody's watching you? What you do when nobody's seeing you? That's the natural you. Uh-huh. Then we have the one we wear when we are coming to church. <clears throat> I didn't say anything. Are you here? You know, so I was going to go on and teach you some lessons on loyalty. Some of the things which will help you to begin to learn to be a loyal person. But then the Holy Spirit has dragged me right back to what I spoke about last week. The stages of disloyalty. But this time, we're going to enter into the Bible and I'm going to give you exam- an example. We're going to use one person. Hey. One person who went through their eight stages of disloyalty. He used seven of them. So he's a good example to use. Amen. Because you can make a mistake. Please, I'm not on my phone. I'm on my Bible phone. Is that okay? I saying that to him, mommy, but you are the one who says we shouldn't use our phone in church. Press, I'm on my Bible. My Bible phone. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I want to use the life of this one character in the Bible. And believe me, there's more than one. I could have used any one of at least five of them to show you the same pattern and to show you that disloyalty is not an event, it's a process. Uh huh. It's a process. Many people, when they marry, they decide that they will be faithful to the person. That's what they think. But a process begins towards disloyalty. Because they didn't realize that if I continue with this and I continue, what it will do is to make me disloyal or make me unfaithful to my partner or to my family. Are you with me? And we have seen church after church. I mean, we know this pattern very well in the churches where somebody comes and the person is doing everything and suddenly you see the person rise up and fight against the very thing he said he believed in. It's not an event. It's a process. And that's why we must teach on it so that when you see that you are on that road, recognize the road. Amen. Amen. If you are going to a crime and you get to, uh, what do you call it? Let's take the police station, tech police station junction. And you are supposed to go left, but you go right. And you stay on that road, you will get to Accra. It can, it, it's not according to your feeling, no. Once you're on that, you reach Accra. Are you here? It's the same with disloyalty. If you walk on this road that we are going to talk about, whether you feel it, 
or you don't feel it. You believe it, you don't believe it. You like it, you don't like it. That's where you're going. Disloyalty will be the end of it. And disloyalty ends in execution. Many people have finished their lives by disloyalty. So you don't want to go there. Are you here? Second Samuel chapter 13. <laughs> I want to use the life of this young man for us to see how people or a possible way by which somebody who is totally normal can suddenly end so disastrously. Second Samuel, this story goes all the way up to I think Second Samuel 18. I don't plan to keep you here that long, so we're just going to jump and pick it. But when you go back home, please go back and read the story and take the lessons that it gives. It came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. That's Amnon was her brother. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. I don't know how a brother can be in love with sister that is feeling sick. For she was a virgin and Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend. Tell your neighbor he had a friend. Some friends said they must be deleted from your life from today. Because all his problems started with this guy. Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. Like some of us who are in the church. You look like an angel as you come. We think you're an angel, but... Now look at the advice Jonadab gave to Amnon. Why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? Will you not tell me? And Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. You see, they were half-half. Their father was the same, but different mothers. And Jonadab said to him, Lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat it at her hand. So Amnon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to your brother Amnon's house and dress meat for him. Meat, dress him meat. He didn't know that the man was planning bad things. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house and he was laid down and she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and did bake the cakes. And she took a pan and poured them out before him. <laughs> but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, have out all men from me. And they went, every man from him. And Amnon said unto Tamar, bring the meat into the chamber that I may eat of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them <laughs> into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly. And I, whither shall I go? Cause, whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Howbeit he will not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. 
And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me. But he would not hearken unto her. Then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. And she had a garment of diverse colors upon her. For with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparelled. Thus, then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garment of diverse colors that were on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. And Absalom, her brother, said unto her, Has Amnon thy brother been with thee? But hold now thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. Are you there? A sad story, oh? Very sad story. And I mean, there are many minor lessons in there to take note of. Are you there? Like when, I mean, you should not leave yourself to the extent that you cannot see when something strange is happening after around you. What is this? I will not eat. Send everybody out unless you come and sit by me and let's go into the chair. I mean, at a point now, you now use your mind and realize that something. Hey, it's a sign. Amen. Now, so this is the disaster that had happened. Now, let us look at the reactions that came after that. Verse 21. But when King David heard all these things, he was very wroth. And Absalom, he, that means he was angry. That's all. He was angry. <laughs> and Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Ab Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. Wow. A very sad story. Are you here? Now, this young man had fancied his sister, forced her, slept with her, and all that. And then, the Bible says his father was angry. My question to you is, of what use is the anger? The law stipulated what should be done under such circumstances. He didn't apply it. He didn't do it. And some of us parents, we are the reason why our children fight. Yeah, because he should have dealt with the issue. If he had dealt with the issue, maybe this story would not have ended the way that it's about to end. And you see that it doesn't have a nice end at all. Are you there? So that was one reaction. The second reaction was Absalom's reaction. The Bible says, take us to verse 22. He said nothing. There are some of you, when you are not happy with things, eh, you say nothing. Watch out. Oh. That oh is nothing. Be careful. Because it was not nothing, as we shall see shortly. The Bible said he didn't say anything. Is it a normal reaction? At least, go and give the guy a slap. Give him a knock. Torment his life. Quarrel with him. He did nothing. <clears throat> and when you see those reactions, you are looking at somebody that is Absalom who was first offended. He was offended on behalf of his sister and he knew that a grievous wrong. You see, today, rape is still a crime. But rape does not necessarily end your life. But in those days, a girl that another man had, ladies only had a life if somebody married them. Now, once you had been, you had slept with somebody, nobody was going to marry you. And that was, that was it for you. That was just it. Even the clothing that you wear is different. Yes. Even the clothing you wear, you wear the clothing like a widow. Somebody that there's no hope in your life again. Yeah, you're an object of pity. That's what has happened to you. So, in fact, the guy had really spoiled her life. And her brother, who was her blood brother, the thing really pained him. And he realized that somebody has taken advantage of my sister and justice has been withheld from me. And those of you who are bosses and leaders in places, please, oh, justice denied, eh? 
it makes the heart sick. Yeah. Because many times in Ghana, when we are to implement something, then we wait, then somebody comes to beg, and then we just, then we just leave it. I have counseled a lot of young girls who have been raped at the age of 11, 12, 13, 14. All the time, the family has come say, no be anything, nothing, no be this, 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 this. And then I have had some of them, it's the day before they marry that the story comes out. There are some, oh yeah, we've had to put them together again. One young lady, she was five. Five. Oh yeah. And then now she grew to the age where she's of marriageable age. There was an issue. Eventually, that was the issue. Because it's not dealt with. And there's no justice anywhere. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like that. And it's not just with the girls. The guys as well. Things happen and we are just there. Hey. When a child comes back crying, I don't know what you do here, but me where I'm from, a child comes from school, he says that, eh, why are you crying? I'm crying because... They beat me. Say, if you don't take care, we'll beat you again. When they beat you, you beat them. <laughs> and you just create monsters to come and disturb the rest of the world. <sighs> anyway. No, because it stays there. We want to say it's not there, but it is there. And some of the people that we, we cannot handle is because of things like this. So this guy, he realized that justice had been denied. And from here, he becomes some way. He says nothing, but the story continues. Today we are reading scripture. Hmm. <laughs> Let's continue. Hmm. Verse 23. Please, I'm holding my phone because that's where my verses that I have labeled are, okay? Because some of you use it as an excuse to do Facebook. Look at it all. It came to pass after two full years. He said nothing for two years. What does he do now? That Absalom had sheep shearers in Balhazel. So he was now going to go through the sheep shearing ceremony. That's a party. And Absalom invited all the king's sons. Verse 24. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold now, thy servants thy servant have sheep shearers. Let the king, I beseech thee, and his servants go down with thy servants. And the king said, oh, Absalom, no, my son. It's like, we'll be, you know, we'll be too many. Then he blessed him. 26. Then said Absalom, if not, I pray thee, let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said, why should he go with you? And Absalom pressed him that he should let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, mark you now. When Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say unto you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have I not commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had com- commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man got on his mule and fled. What had happened? His offense had given birth to bitterness, and his bitterness had given birth to murder it's in the scriptures Matthew 24 verse 10 hmm. Matthew 24 10 people help me and then shall many be offended was he offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another did he hate his brother or not where did the hatred come from from the offense 
Let's go to Hebrews. Chapter 12 and verse 15. Hmm. Hebrews. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 15. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. Let's pause there for now. When you are offended about things, when you are hurt about things and you don't let go, what happens? It begins to work on you. Many times when you tell people, forgive this thing, let it go. They don't want to leave it. And they don't want to leave it because they think that when you are saying forgive, you are saying that the, what the person did was not a, a problem. That's not what we are saying, you know. It may be a problem. In this particular case, it was a problem. But by not letting go, your offense becomes bitterness. And your bitterness troubles first and foremost you. First and foremost, you are the one who's troubled. Have you ever been annoyed with somebody and seen the person coming and gone the other way? You are doing, oh, sorry, angels came to church today. Eh? Uh, you are about to go. The shortest way to go outside from where I am. This is the shortest way. And as I'm about to go, somebody who has offended me is coming. I'm now going to lengthen my roots. <laughs> Are you here? I'm lengthening my roots. Cameraman, why? I've come to church to clean your camera lens. Are you here? I, I don't want to be the person. I've troubled myself. I'm now going to take three more cars because I cannot sit in the same trotro with a person who has offended me. The Bible says that it's the bitterness says that it springs up to trouble you. Somebody who's offended you. You say you won't leave it. You say you will carry it. You say you will go with it. And you think you are doing the person. I beg you, the person is asleep. In this. The person has walked in coolly and come to sit in their seat. I am the one sweating under the sun to now find another route out of this building when the most sensible route is this one. You are brain. Hey. The church has become very quiet. Yeah. You are there. You don't even realize that the person hasn't even seen you. <laughs> Unless you have not been offended before. But when you're offended, it can fill you up and you really think that just like how your mind is on the thing and the person, that's how the person's mind is on you. The person is living his life. Living her life. You are the one making plans. So when I meet him the next time, I'm going to make my face like this, and I'm going to do this, and as he's passing, I'm going to say, oh. Oh, it's true. It is true. Hey, but pastor, you don't know what he did to me. That's not the point. Though. That's not the point. There are women who have spoiled their lives because of one rat who came to pass through their life. One unarata came to pass. You won't heal. You won't recover. You won't stop. I'm talking to somebody. One obishi that came to pass through their life. Oh, sorry, obishi is ratting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying that the person hasn't done you something. No. But I'm showing you why the Bible says you should forgive. This is why. It is not that God has not seen. You have not seen God take up somebody before. You haven't seen me. I've seen it before. 
when God takes up, you will even pray that God, I beg you. It's okay. Yeah. You haven't seen it. So you want to take the person up for yourself. And when you take it up for yourself, God will leave you. I just leave you. Okay, deal with it if you can deal with it. Rather let it go. Because if you don't let it go, you are on a certain path. This young man, by the time we are finished with Absalom, his life is over. From a head that was done him. It was a legitimate case. And a legitimate head. But if you will not leave it and move on, it will finish you. Young man. spoiled his life. And the Bible says, root of bitterness springing up. Bitterness, it makes you crazy. Hey. That's true. Your thinking processes don't work anymore. Because you are bitter. No, it's true. You begin to make judgments and decisions. But your judgments are not right. They are not, they are not helpful. I know a mother, because of the man she had the child with, refused to marry her. She abused her child. She can wake up in the morning, look at the child and say, look at your head like your father. Say, Whose head should the child be like? Twelve years old, she locked her out of the house. Just because she woke up one morning, her father is a very stupid man. Because of bitterness. Bitterness, when it's springing up, it troubles you. Many of you are young and you started already. You started already. Yeah. My father doesn't look after me. So I'm bitter. Your father is not looking after you. Leave him for God. You, your instructions in the Bible. Galatians 6, 1, 2. It's there. It's clear for you. Just obey your instruction. Leave him for God to sort out. Hmm. Hey, my mother, the things my mother has done, we leave her for God. You obey the scripture. Don't spoil your life. Sorry, Galatians. Ah, is it Ephesians or Galatians? Now you have. It's 6 1, whichever one check. But who is behind there? Who is misleading me this fine afternoon? Please, so. My head is already tired. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2. It's today I've left my thing somewhere. You see why I bring my own iPad with me. Honor thy father and mother. Verse 3. That it may be well with thee. Some of you, the reason why it's not well with you is that you are not honoring. You are busy accusing. He never asked you to accuse your parents never asked you and when you are accusing your parents be careful you are accusing your mother you are 50% her you are accusing your father you are 50% him whatever she's doing you are capable of doing more and maybe maybe just maybe God will, will leave her because he, he knows more of the story but yours you are here to hear me telling you to leave it that it may be well with you and thou mayest live long on the earth that's all you want to live long, just honor the man. That's all. What is honor? You don't have to like him. You don't have to love him. You don't have to live with him. Just honor him. That's all. That's all. His birthday, pick, pick a phone. Happy birthday. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. You start working. Please, I've sent you my first something. Just honor. Honor. That's to honor. When he says something, you try and do. That's all. He doesn't even say like. You don't even need to like him. He doesn't say love. You don't need to love him. No. It does not have to depend on your feelings. You are just obeying the word of God. Finish. That's all. 
Why? Because if not, bitterness. And there are people who cannot marry because of bitterness. Because every time a man comes, you take the picture of your father and you superimpose it over the guy. So not that the guy has done anything. You have created your own picture. You are a hurt person. And any time you are hurt, hurt dictates what you do. So I'm walking like this. But if... <laughs> I remember going to preach one time. I was going to minister to the people but my back ached. I couldn't do it. There was nothing wrong with the prayer. The Holy Ghost was around. There was no issue. But the pain wouldn't let go. You have a wound on your leg. When you are bathing. You even look odd. And you, it makes you do odd things. So you are in the church. Oh. Everybody likes the preaching. But you, the preaching is a problem to you. Because there's a wound there. Water is not painful. But it's painful to you because of the wound there. Is this guy asleep? Before I slap you, sit well, I beg you. I beg you, sit well. It's so painful. But it's painful because of your wound. There's nothing wrong with the preaching. It's your, it's your pain that is worrying you. I'm talking to some people. You want to be better. It, it will disturb you. When the person comes to say, oh, I would like to marry you, see. That's how they told my mother that. They would like to marry her. Look, oh, he's even wearing the same kind of shoes my mother said my father was wearing. Just say, if you follow it, it will create madness. Yes. Because bitterness, it is like you are looking through red glasses. Everything is red. This wall is red. Your red dress is redder. <laughs> White is red. Violet is red. Black is reddish black. Blue is reddish blue. Everything is red. Hey! The root of bitterness is springing up. So we see Absalom. Number one, he was offended. Then we see him. The Bible says for two years he said nothing. Passivity. And there are some of you used to work in the church and now you have become whatever, whatever. I won't say anything anymore. I won't do anything anymore. It's different when it's because of stage of life. Sometimes stage of life has dribbled you small. I'm talking about when it is because of offense. When I came, I came to sit down. Then the ashes told me that I should not sit over here. And when I was not sitting over there, that's why I have some pastors who refuse to sit in the front seat. The last time when we came, they came and then they moved me. And then they moved me again. And then they asked, you see, if you are alive, eh, somebody will hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, and we have hurt you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not thought about it. I was passing and then I hit him. It's a, it is a feature of being alive. So if somebody has hurt you, it's just proof that you are alive. Don't use it to make a mantra over your life. Because of that, I will never do this again. I will never... Are you perfect yourself as you are speaking? Do we know who you yourself you have hurt? You want to use your head to come and determine. Hey, if I stand here to manifest my head, can you stand it? Masha Kabaya. Mika Masandalaba. Yeah. You'll be in church. People that you have loved. People that you have spent. Some of the people who I have. I don't like visitation. It's very difficult for me. Some people have visited them four times, five times. They are the ones who are not here. 
Yeah, they were members of the church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I should be hurt and say I will not visit again. No. No. I'm talking to some people, oh. You used to do things in the church, oh. He said, nowadays, when we are doing the things, then don't let the small children come and be collecting it. Your face, if you are holding well, how do the small child collect it? That's the whole matter. I said, if you were holding it well, how did anybody get to do it? How did anybody get to collect it from you? If you are doing it well. Because we have had issues with offense in this church, in this particular service. When we leave the thing to you, you won't pick it and do. Right? If I followed you, I will not be a preacher. No, 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 no. When I finish crying, I pick my face, I put it back on, I come, I smile at you. Hey! So you two smile at me, that's all. I have decided that I love you like that. So you two love me like that. All my some witnesses and everything because we are not perfect. If you want to stand and judge somebody, you see, by the time Absalom was done, eh, he was worse than the brother who misbehaved. Yes. You want to judge somebody's misbehavior towards you, you'll be worse. I say you'll be worse. I know mothers who have stopped their children from connecting with their father because of what went on between them. The child didn't choose their father. And every child has a right to their dad. It doesn't matter what you think. Hey, but you see, he left me. He did, it is true. May God pay him back swelly. But the child. I said, but the child, nothing. Hey. Are you there? Because this man is spoiled his life. Let me try and finish. So, after they raped him, his sister, two years, he was totally passive. He said nothing. Then he killed one. He was left with one. Ah, because his father too did nothing so after he killed his brother he ran away from the area you see he became he ran into exile that's why some of you are out of church some people are out of church they have gone into exile even the house he finally came back his father forgave him but he had not finished the issue he had not finished so let's see what happened second samuel chapter 15 he continues down his road of disloyalty it came to pass that, after, that, that Abraham, sorry, that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the gate, the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, Absalom called him and said, oh, what city? And he said, thy servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. In other words, our king is not doing well. He's an irresponsible king. Stay with verse 3. He's not doing the right thing. When you have been passive for some time, you move on to the next stage, which is that you are critical. I have people who criticize the church all the time. Yeah. People from the church who criticize the church all the time. I've just decided that I don't see you. Are you here? But you take care of your heart. Take care. Because it's a sign you are going somewhere. Offense. Passivity. Now he's criticizing the king. Remember, you have not touched the king yet. So the thing was still cooking. Are you there? 
He began to criticize him. And people have come. They have cases. The king has not organized anybody. Asha, did you really allow somebody to go out to go and read their phone? Are you out of your mind? You see, now he'll be bored with me that I blasted him from here. But I will still blast him. Amen. Are you with me? So he was now criticizing because now you can see what is not right. When you got angry with us and you stopped working in the church and you start at the back, that's when you can see all the things we are not doing right. When you were busy, you couldn't see it. Anyway, he continues. After you've criticized for a while, you need companions who criticize along with you. Mm-hmm. So let's see what he did. Second Samuel, we are in verse 15. Verse 4. Absalom said, moreover, oh, that I were judge, may judge in the land. Have you seen where he's going? That every man which had a case would come to me and I would do him justice. And it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And in this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. And so Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. There are people who steal the hearts of other people. So what he was doing now was to turn the people to him, Absalom, away from the king and towards him. Can you see it or not? Because when you create your critical agenda, you now need people who share it with you. So you have to talk and you have to have people who join you and people who are part of it with you. Otherwise, it becomes a bit lonely there. And so he had entered the political stage. If you don't tell this girl to sit up, the way I will knock her, it will not be easy here. (laughs) If you are going to sleep, you go to the children. That's where there's a place for people to sleep. It's not here. Hmm. Hey, save church is working fully. <laughs> Yay. Pastor, but you shouldn't say it from the pulpit. I won't even mind you at all. He has reached the political stage. Now he's getting people to join him. And he got 200 of them. Yeah. And now the story is getting tensious. Let's go to verse 7. And it came to pass after 40 years. How many years? 40 years. Now the bitterness has cooked well. After 40 years. That's why you are still, you are still meaning that guy after 40 years. After 40 years, you have not moved from that place where you were. Look at it. After 40 years, he now came to the king and said, let me go and pay my vows and so forth. And the king allowed him and he went. Verse 10. But Absalom sent spies throughout the tribes of Israel, saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigns in in Hebron. And with Absalom went out 200 men out of Jerusalem that were called, and they went in their simplicity, and they didn't know anything. Many times the factions that exist in churches, you have people who are hurt and offended, who do nothing in the church, beginning to criticize and beginning to speak to you to get you to join the party that they are formed in the church. And many times it's in the simplicity of your mind and you go and join them. That's why when you join a church, you shouldn't let any fool take you out. Hey. This church, it is not perfect though. UD was not perfect. 
and Lighthouse was not perfect. And you can be sure that AE is not perfect. Why is it not perfect? Because you are inside. Once human beings are in it, it cannot be perfect. Once it's run by human beings, we'll make mistakes. Isn't it? Yeah. Or you've never made a mistake in your life? Have you ever made a mistake in your life? So you know the others too will make a mistake. What happened to this young man? I'm coming. I'm, I'm scrolling ahead because if I don't, we won't finish. And let's go to... So, this guy has now reached a place. At the point where he said he was going to take power, he had now reached what we call the deception stage. It is deception for you to think you can fight your father. It's deception for you to think you can fight your mother. It is great deception to think that you can fight your boss. If you are in the job and you don't like the boss, change job. Change job or be quiet. Eh? Change job or what? Be quiet. Yeah. You don't have to like the boss. If you can't stand it, just move. Don't stay in a job that makes you a disloyal person. Every day when the boss and you be in the you be in the place, hmm, this is our boss. Look at what he's saying. He has been saying this or that. You are a disloyal person. Yeah. Hey, but what he's doing is not good. Are you his job? Did you employ him? Yeah. If you don't like him. You said if I talk, I shouldn't talk, so I'm coming myself to see what is going on. If you see me coming, you won't wake him up. Master, you are in it. I've walked up to you, cry, you're still on it. Put the phone away and listen to the preaching. Silly boy. He's getting tension. Because, oh, don't clap. If we don't correct it, I move around church to church. My job takes me to different churches. I've gone to whole churches. They cannot listen to the word. That kind of behavior is what they do. I made up my mind. I'm not here. Not here. You can give God those few hours and concentrate on what is what is going on here. Yeah. For your own sake. Amen. Anyway. It's a deceptional. Don't fight your boss. Don't fight your father. Don't fight somebody in a position of authority over you. Don't fight. If you don't remember anything at all, remember this. Don't fight. Let me show you where next we find the young man as I close. Second Samuel chapter 18. Let's go to verse 10. The man has now risen up against his father, chased King David out of the town. Here is his end, verse 10. A certain man saw and told Joab and said, Behold, I saw Abraham hanged in an oak. He was doing what? I'm coming, I'm reading the last verse for you. He was hanging in the tree. Mm. I didn't know that an oak was a tree, I'm sorry. Verse 14. Joab is speaking. He took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive. Verse 15. And ten young men that bore Joab's armor compassed about and smote Absalom and slew him. That was his end. That was the end. Very handsome young man. The king's son. And one day, offense had brought him here. He had now finished his life. I can tell you story after story 
of people who have risen up in their churches, risen up in life, and gone different ways, and they've spoiled their lives. When I was a student, I was finishing my course, when one of my friends married somebody who was offended at his father. And he had grounds for offense. His ground for offense was that he was born out of wedlock. He was the first son of his father, but the father never married his mother. And later on, went to marry somebody and had children. And right before his eyes, he saw his father handling the other children and neglecting him. Do you understand? So he grew up. Does he not have a cause? He has a cause. But the fact that you have a cause doesn't mean that the rules, the laws will not work on you. So he was offended with his father. And when he got offended with his father, he wouldn't speak peaceably with him. And even as his friend, I used to wonder where it will end. Because he got to a point in his life where the reason why he did anything was to get back at the father. Do you understand? So it's not if you are going to do business. Why do you do business? You do it because you want to make a living. He would do it because he would compete with the father. He would do it because he thinks he's hurting the father. He would do it because he thinks I can bring the father. You see, it was always like that. Do you want to know his end? He's a poor man. Yeah. He got married to my friend. The marriage didn't last. Married another lady. It didn't last. He's got about four children. He doesn't look after any of them. He's just there. Today, as I speak, he's an old man on his own. When you're an old man in Ghana, you will have people around you. When you're an old man out there, there's nobody around you. What has happened to him? He has followed the bitterness. Eventually, the father died. When his father passed away, it's like the reason for his existence ended. That was it. You don't need to go the same way. You don't what? You don't need to go the same way. Let go of the offense. Pull your life together and continue moving. Leave the issues to God to solve. Amen. Master, so are you saying that it was correct when they left Tama? What, what are you going to do? Let me ask you. What are you going to do? If you follow it, you go to jail. Hey. You Christians, every day you say, leave it, leave it. No. No. If you commit a crime and the police come for you, we'll leave you to go. We'll bring you soup in jail, but we'll leave you to go. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that wrong is right. What I'm saying is that your bitterness cannot solve it. But it, would, it will destroy your life. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey! The church has become quiet. So if my husband is beating me, should I leave myself there for him to beat me? No. But don't get bitter over it. Move yourself to where you are safe and leave, move on with your life. Move on with your life. But when you stay there, he said, this man, if we don't take care, you poison him. The, next, the only thing we know is that they are coming for you. It has happened before, yeah. They will not even remember that the man used to beat you every day. Oh. Hmm. Don't let it spoil your life. That's all I'm saying, pleading with you today. Don't let it spoil your life. When you came to church, the ashes annoyed you. They are sorry. The pastors annoyed you. We are sorry. Who again annoyed you? The instrumentalists annoyed you. They are also begging, they are sorry. Do you understand? Uh, the sound, they have offended us today. Yay! My preaching has come to catch me. Ah, cha, cha, cha. I was going to collect 100 CDs from them today. <laughs> we'll collect it, but we are not bitter. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I hope that you are understanding what I'm trying to say. 
And I'm saying to you that don't let an issue stay in your heart until it begins to rule your life. No. No. Take it to the one who sees. I'm telling you, when God arises on your behalf, you will even be begging him that, oh, oh, God, oh, oh, please, take your time. Yeah, take your time. But you, free your heart. That's all. Today, free your heart. Nobody should be staying in there to make life bitter for you. Today, let go of the bitterness. Let go. Married people, there is nowhere there's bitterness like marriage. But today, leave it. Leave it. Hey, the thing has become tensious. But do you know what she did to me? Do you know what she did to me? Listen. I said, do what? Leave it. Leave it. Hey, let it go. You too, do you know what you did to her? Most of the women who are angry with the man, you are also not sleeping with the man, so he's also angry with you. Yesterday, they were telling me about a certain woman. She said that she has not had the feelings to be with the husband for seven years. I said, this one, I don't know what to do about it. I cannot do anything. Hey! Most likely, there's a, a bitterness there. Today, as we stand up to pray, I want to see you in your mind. I've offloaded whatever, whatever is chewing me. Let me offload it. Let me put it at the feet of Jesus. Let me trust him to sort me out. But my head is free. My heart is free. My life is free. There's a whole life ahead of you. And I want you to live it and enjoy it. Don't do this to yourself. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. And for a moment, bow down your head and just pray. And as you pray, I want you to remember all and everyone who has hurt you. Husband, your wife is not sleeping with you. Forgive her. First, forgive her. Before we can do anything, forgive. Wife, you say it's not being fair to you. Please, start with the forgiveness. Child, they have abandoned you and that's why life is so bitter. I know, but you need God's help. But you can't have it when bitterness blocks the way. Let's remove the bitterness. Let's cleanse. Let's cleanse. The most painful one is when the person who hurt you is even dead. And the pain is still there. But today, let go. Let go. Let's just pray. Lift up some prayer for you. Just softly. Lift your voice and pray. Today the grace to forgive is meeting you. The grace to forgive is meeting you. The grace to let go is coming. They have done things, I tell you, I know. But let it go. It doesn't mean you should wear yourself in their hands again. No, but just get it out. Let it out of your heart. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. The grace, Lord, to forgive, oh God. I'm letting it go this morning, Lord. I'm letting it go this morning, Lord. I let it pass, Lord. Today I'm talking to somebody. Your head has stood between you and God. Because sometimes 
you ask God that where were you when this was happening how come you allowed this thing to happen to me today I need you to see that he is higher than we are we don't understand we can't understand so put the thing at his feet just put it there and renew your relationship with him just as we are continuing to pray Continue praying for Renew your relationship with me, your God. Mando the bitterness that has stood between me and you, O God. I lay it at your feet, O God. And I ask, O God, that you renew your relationship with me, O God. Yes. Whatever bitterness of God that has stood between me and you, O God, I lay it at your feet, O God. Thank you, Lord. This afternoon, for the healing power that you released in this place. Heal our hearts, Lord. Heal our minds. May every root of bitterness be taken, lifted all the way out. Jesus. And taken far from us in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, we didn't understand. Forgive us. But even as we have understood, Lord. Right now, we are just laying down that bitterness. We will not have anything to do with it in the name of Jesus. And we trust you to defend us and to make it right on our behalf. I give you praise. Thank you in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I want to speak just you to think about the Lord this afternoon. Is your life right with him? Is everything right with him? He also could have been hurt with us. That he paid the price total his entire life for us 
and some of us refuse to pick it but today you want to say Lord I accept it I accept what you have done for me you are here you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior lift up your right hand and we'll pray just lift it and we'll pray acknowledging that he has done something for you lift up your right hand and we'll pray you want to receive him God bless you if your hand is up just come to me I want to pray with you just come right just come step out and come to me just come God bless you just come we want to pray together and you're saying that Lord I'm recognizing that you paid a price for me I want to receive you as Lord and Savior come just come we'll pray together it's a simple prayer God bless you as you come God bless you as you come I'm just waiting for you for a few more minutes You haven't given your life to Jesus. He also paid the price for you. Just come and say, I recognize that you paid for me. I received the gift that you gave to me. You want to pray this prayer just, and in the congregation, you want to join me. Bow down your head as we pray. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name Amen We believe that you have been blessed by this message for more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.